So we are springtime, which means tryouts for a lot of programs. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that. I always get questions, you know, the questions that come in are very seasonal, obviously, and uh, tryouts are on a lot of coaches' minds right now. So I figured I'd do a quick soundbite on this and just share my opinion on running an effective tryout. Now, obviously, like I say, this is my opinion, my two cents worth, like I always say. Um, So maybe there are pieces of this that apply to you, maybe not. Um, But this is some of the stuff that I like to do to make the tryout effective for both me as well as the players, me being the coach, obviously. Um, so I guess first and foremost, what we would do is, uh, you know, depending on, well, first and foremost, you want to have a, a good chat with your coaching staff, figure out who's coming back, what slots are open, you know, what types of players you need to fill those, those slots, what positions, what style of players, you know, are you looking for spark plugs? Players that are going to go out and make something happen, physical. You know, are you looking for goal scorers? Um, are you looking for you know good stay-at-home defensive style players? Who do you need to make your team better this coming season? With that in mind, you um, go into the tryout. What I like to do with the tryouts, and I'm going to explain this coming more from an older team's perspective, and then obviously you can remove stuff or even add stuff to this if you're working with younger players. Um, but make it fit what your needs are, um, you know, as a team. But the first at least one session, but possibly two, depending on how many sessions you're going to be running, the first probably one session, I like to dedicate strictly to fundamentals. And, and it's not fundamentals from a teaching perspective. It's fundamentals from an evaluation perspective. So you're not looking to correct anything. You're not looking to correct stride. You're not looking to do anything like that. You're just looking to see who's capable of doing what. Now, the structure for this, before I get into the actual uh, nuts and bolts of it, the structure for this, personally, I like to have the head coach up in the stands. So kind of up above, overseeing it all. Good you know, vantage point to take a look at all the different players. Um, and then what has worked well with me is, you know, you, you can get those walkie-talkies, like the... They're the decent ones that have a pretty wide range um, and give a walkie-talkie to one of your coaches on the ice. So if you need to make adjustments on the fly, then you can do that. Um, but for the first session, I like to take a look at you know everything. Even at high levels of play, we need to take a look at everything. So I want to see the players skate full speed in a straight line. I want to see what they look like. I want to see them do it without a puck. I want to see them do it with a puck. I want to take a look at their crossovers. I want to take a look at their edge control. I want to take a look at you know their pivots forward to backward, backward to forward, um, backward skating. I want to look at everything. I want to see everything. I want to see stick handling. I want to see shooting. I want to see passing. You know, especially with the older guys, can they execute the various passing types? Can they do the soft hands cushion and sweep style passing? Can they do the touch passing? Can they do it standing still? Can they do it in motion? We want to see everything. We want to see where where the strengths and weaknesses are of every player. As you're doing this, you're ranking your players, and this doesn't have to be a real official thing. It could be even in your head. I like to keep it on paper a little bit. So you want to take a look and say, who, you know, based on this, who are the players that really shouldn't be here? You know, so get rid of some of the, you know, some of the early on players if you can tell that they really just aren't going to cut it. Who are the players that are definite keepers? Right, based on your skill analysis. Okay, now this isn't the end all be all of the entire weekend. 
This is the first phase. So based on the skill analysis, who would you definitely cut? Who would you definitely keep? And who are the bubble players that are in between that you're still going to need to decide on, right? But we want to take a look at everything. Even at the oldest age groups, we want to take a look at everything. See what the players are capable. Because what, what's going to happen is after this, we're moving on to scrimmages. And I'll talk about that in a second. But you want to see, are there any players that looked fantastic in the skills that you don't notice during the scrimmages? And you want to see if the opposite is true as well. Are there any players that really didn't look that great in the skills, but that all of a sudden they're contributing during the scrimmages? Okay, So you want to see if there's anything. And then obviously you want to also see if your initial evaluations are right as far as, you know, is there, are the players that looked the best during the skills also looking the best during the scrimmages? Okay, so you're going to take a look at all that. Are the players that you thought were for sure uh, cuts, are they still for sure cuts after seeing them in the scrimmage? So you're kind of, you know, you're making an initial ranking, but it's a tentative ranking because you're going to watch them in the scrimmages next and see how it all pans out. See if your predictions are correct based on the fundamental skills. Um, and then inevitably, you're going to have kids. Like, if, for example, if you've got a kid that didn't look good in the skills, but all of a sudden they're contributing, you know, they're, they're a spark plug type player like we talked about making stuff happen in the scrimmage, well, then you're going to look at that and say, okay, this player actually looks pretty decent in the scrimmage, but he's a terrible backwards skater. Can we teach him the backwards skating? You know, And if, if that answer is yes, and you've got room for a, a bit of a project-type player, then yeah, take him on board, develop him. Skill development, if the player is already decent and contributing in games, skill development's not a problem. Fine-tuning, you know, as long as the player has a decent coachable attitude. Okay, so from there... We move into scrimmage mode, and uh, I like to take the bulk of tryouts. You know, the, the skill evaluation is great, but that doesn't need to take up very much of your time. What we really want to do is see a few games, okay? So if we've got like four sessions, for example, I would take the first session, make it a skill session, make the rest of them games. What I like to do in the games is have them be real games. So the players are, you know, dressed, you've got, you know, if you've got two sets of jerseys, then use them both. You know, have a light and a dark squad. Put an assistant coach behind each bench. Have a ref, okay? And then again, have the head coach sit up in the stands so that, you know, and each assistant coach gets a walkie-talkie. So if there are line adjustments or different line combinations that you want to see, then you can make those adjustments on the fly during the game. But have a scoreboard, have a ref, have a gate, a timekeeper. And then this one I believe is pretty important, is keep stats. So that now you can look at it and say, does my initial evaluation from the fundamental skills match up with what I think I'm seeing on the ice? And does that match up with what the stats show? Okay, so with the stats... I say goals and assists for sure, plus minus for sure. If you've got the capabilities and goaltending is one of the positions you're evaluating, if you've got an opening for goaltending, then take care or keep track of save percentage as well. So you want to take a look at the goalies that show up for tryouts, how many shots are they getting, how many, how many goals are they letting in, and figure out the save percentages. So you want to see, you want to see, you know, is there is there something I'm missing? You know, if all of a sudden you realize that. You know, there's a player that you missed, but he or she had, you know, 10 assists on the weekend. Maybe they weren't the goal scorer, but they were making things happen. 
and somehow you miss it, you want to see that. So you want to see, does your evaluation match up with the stats? Okay. Um, and then, I, like I said, I would, that, that's how I would do it. But the games are taken very seriously, structured as if it's a real game with real refs, with real scores, with real stats. And if you have the ability to do, you know, three or maybe even four games, then great. That's where you're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be able to see these players over a number of games and be able to get a real accurate evaluation on what you've got. And one thing that I've done, um, and it worked pretty well with the college age guys, just because of the way that things go, you know, players go home for summer, then they come back. We were actually running our tryouts in the fall. Um, but with the college age guys, what we would do is we would take, we would make cuts after the first, um, like the first half of tryouts, maybe like the first three sessions. So if we make cuts after the first three sessions, you know, get rid of the guys that definitely didn't belong. And then with the last two sessions or however many are left, um, with the guys that you're still trying to make the decisions on, that's we almost considered those to be our first couple of days of training camp. So we kind of shift gears from tryout mode, evaluation mode into actual coaching mode um, where we're starting to establish our systems and starting to establish the, you know, the team concepts and the stuff that we want to do throughout the season. And as we're going through those and we're still evaluating those last few um, bubble guys that we're you know trying to figure out if they have a spot or not. And, uh, you know, after those last couple of days of tryouts that really are also parlaying as the first, first couple of days of training camp, then we can make our final cuts and we can jump straight into the rest of training camp and the season to come. So depending on when you hold your tryouts and, and the situation that you're in, that may make sense for you. But that's how I like to run a, uh, a tryout where I feel like I can get the most input, the most, uh, the best look at the players, make the most educated decision. Now, does the coach always make the perfect decision? No, no. You know, there you make mistakes sometimes, but you want to at least give yourself the best possible chance. And obviously, as you're doing this, you're also consulting with your assistant coaches and you're bouncing things back and forth from each other. You know, am I missing something? You know, who do you see if you're, and sometimes what I like to do is have them rank the players and, you know, independently and then see if my ranking matches up with their ranking. We want to get a bit of a consensus there, but that's what I like to do. That's how I've run up. I, you know, I feel pretty good about that, but, uh, and I know there's different ways of doing it. And I'd be interested to know if there's anything else that uh, any of you guys would add to this or something else that has worked for you. Maybe it's completely different, but feel free to comment and uh, discuss on this because I think it's something that is definitely important. And I know it's time of the season where a lot of coaches are involved in tryouts right now. So if you are one of those coaches, good luck. Hopefully your tryouts go well. Hopefully your team uh, have a good, uh, good solid turnout, pick a good team, and uh, then get on it during the summer. Get these guys ready for the fall. So, uh, yeah, that's it for today, and we'll talk again soon.